This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. And the title of tonight's Solid Talk is entitled, This is How We Overcome. This is how we overcome. Man, Stephanie gave me this topic. I said, sis, what do you want to talk about this week? And she she answered me so quickly and she pointed me to Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. So when she gets here, I'm going to have her kind of expound on it. But I want to read the scripture real quick. Just briefly, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. Glory to God in the highest. It says, and they overcame him. Who is the him that they're talking about? They're talking about that er, that old serpent, the devil and Satan. Right. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. And by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Man, family, this is so critical because if there's one thing we can we should all be able to agree on is the fact that we all want to overcome. Now, in this walk of salvation, we're overcoming a lot of different things at the same time. We're overcoming uh, our sin nature. We're overcoming the flesh. We're overcoming the kingdom of darkness, which is led by Satan. You know, we're saved. We're saved from so many things. We're saved from the wrath of God. We're saved saved from our sins. We're saved from our flesh. But they all basically tie into the same principle, right? They all essentially tie into this idea of overcoming, right? And so when you think about the word overcome, what does it really mean when you break it down? It really means that there's something that had a weight over you. There's something that had leverage on you. There's something that might have been in a higher place than you. Something that maybe if you're imagining that it's a wrestling match, okay, and maybe somebody has you pinned and then all of a sudden you're able to overcome them. That's what it really means to overcome. So it's important for us to really discuss How do we do that as believers? Many of us are going through situations in our family, situations on the job, situations just in our walks in general of just trying to live for the Lord, trying to keep our head above water, trying to keep our feet placed on solid ground. And the Bible says that this is a daily effort. It talks about how we are to crucify ourselves daily. This is not a a one time deal. As a matter of fact, we had the topic on uh, was it deliverance and um, how to have freedom in Christ. We had that discussion a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. So when you really think about it, we're talking about how can we have victory? When you think about overcome, you're thinking about a competition. You're thinking about a basketball game, a football game. You're thinking about a baseball game. You're thinking about adversity. You're thinking about adversity. And it's so fitting because the Bible calls Satan our adversary. As a matter of fact, Jesus told Peter, he said, your adversary, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So there's somebody, there's something that's on the loose, which is the devil. And Jesus told Peter plainly, 
that his mission is to devour us. As a matter of fact, in the book of John, I believe John 10, it says that his goal is to steal, kill and destroy. So we have to recognize that as believers, we have to really understand that we have an adversary. I think uh, I think half the battle when you're in the world and we don't even know that there's a war for our souls, half the battle is not even knowing that you have an enemy. A lot of times we just live life and we think that everything that happens is just a result of our own decisions. If we're in the world, we have no idea of the spiritual realm or if we do have an idea of the spiritual realm, it's usually something, something pagan or something new age. So we don't really recognize the real battle that's going on. So the first step is actually understanding the fact that we do have somebody that's working against us. God is working for us, whether we're saved or not. God is God because it's God's will that no man should perish. So he's working to save souls. That's what he has commissioned many of us to do. Jesus Christ said to the disciples, he said, go ye therefore and baptize and teach all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost and teaching them all things that I've taught you. So he wants us to be down here doing that for his kingdom, down here winning souls for his kingdom. So that's the first step really is just knowing. An old cartoon I used to watch it was called G.I. Joe. I think their slogan used to be knowing is half the battle. <laughs> and I found that to be true even spiritually. Even spiritually, I realized that just having awareness most of the time is half the battle. Because who are we facing? We're facing a kingdom of darkness. So when we really think about the fact that there is a there is a kingdom of darkness, right? A kingdom that functions in secret, a kingdom that functions in such a way where they don't want you to see what's going on, a kingdom that thrives in the lights being turned off, a, a kingdom that thrives when things are not exposed. So that's what Jesus comes to do. He's the light of the world. The Bible says that light shine in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not that word comprehended means it did not overtake it right darkness can never overtake light light always triumphs darkness so that's the first thing that jesus does as the light of the world he comes into our lives and then he actually helps us to recognize hey you actually have an enemy <laughs> there's actually more going on than what meets the eye there's more that's happening behind the scenes, even sometimes when we are saved and we're just learning these things or maybe we're a babe in Christ or maybe we're not in a church that really emphasizes spiritual warfare. And what happens is the Lord begins to shine light on things. And as he does that, as he brings that exposure, now here comes what? Here comes the deliverance. Here comes the deliverance. I think I got a deliverer about to join me we're gonna see in a minute i see the sister stephanie or somebody breaking into my house <laughs> glory to the lamb of god but we have a deliverer we have we have exposure and all of that stuff we have all of those different type of things so um you know sis i'm gonna I'm i'm gonna bring you up to speed you know what i mean i'm just really talking about 
why we even have to worry about overcoming in the first place. You know what I mean? Just the fact that in the world, sometimes we don't even know that there's a uh, a war for our souls, right? And then even when we do get saved, even coming to oh. shot, <laughs> even even when we do get saved, it's like, man, okay, now the Lord begins to shed light on a lot of different things. And so that's kind of the topic that you brought to my attention, that topic of the importance of our testimony, yeah, the importance of being able to show and reveal things about the power of Christ. Is that, am I headed in the right direction? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we can't sit on those. Yeah. We can't sit on your testimony. You know, ultimately our lives aren't our own anymore. And, um, who are we? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who are we to decide? Well, you know, I'm so, um, fearful about sh- uh, sharing this, or I don't want to be embarrassed or, you know, sitting on your testimony um, and not allowing God to be glorified with the experiences and the things that he's delivered you from and just the battles that you've overcome in Christ um, to help one another. You know, we're called to help one another overcome these obstacles because they're not unique to any one person. They're actually quite common, Mm -hmm. most of them. Um, So, yeah, when we don't share or we're reluctant to share or we sit on those testimonies, you know, um, that can that can really help somebody break through. Yeah. Um, so you kind of like can frustrate the process. I mean, God can use whoever He wants, but I mean, this is an obedience walk, right? You know, so it's imperative that we're obedient, even in sharing and yeah, glorifying God. Let me ask you this question: What do you think is the reason that sometimes we might be reluctant to share what the Lord has done for us? To be honest, I feel like, um, and this is just my opinion, um, when when you've experienced deliverance, mm-hmm. um, you don't care. Right. There's no shame. You know, you're free to ex- um, express your experience just the way it is, just the way it was or whatever, you know, the struggle or whatever, the addiction, whatever it is, whatever it was, whatever you overcame in Christ, you want to bring his name glory. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes when people are shameful, they still have a little something, something there. You know what I mean? Um, Because when you really experience deliverance and you, and you, you want people to know that you listen, you can be free in Christ. Like you want to tell people and that, little bit of embarrassment that may or come from, you know, um, sharing something private or personal about yourself. It's like, yo, that versus the glory of God being, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Man, or that versus someone possibly being able to overcome something that I've been through um, by sharing my testimony and and um, praying for them or whatever, having a discussion or whatever, whatever it takes. Just... Yeah, not sitting on that, man. Just going forward with it. Yeah, I think you hit the key word that a lot of it requires us to kind of die to self a little bit. Absolutely. Because we're sharing something that happened in our lives, Mm -hmm. something that might be personal, something that maybe somebody might not want everybody to know. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now in order for for, for the Lord to be glorified, 
mm-hmm. I have to almost like crucify a part of me. Yeah. Maybe I'm crucifying yeah. a part of my reputation. Maybe I'm <laughs> crucifying a part of my ego. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. All for the glory of God. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I do understand that initial embarrassment or like maybe even reservation. But when you think about, I don't know, I just, I'm me, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm pretty transparent. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm like, look, I'm going to tell it, you know, I might, it might not be something that I, I care to share. Um, or it may be something where people may judge you or whatever the case may be. But that's what I think the liberty of it all comes along. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're really free, you free. Yeah. Like, I don't care what y'all say. I don't care what you think. Yes, I did this. I did that. I did all that. And God set me free. He could do the same for you. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, that's all I worry about. Absolutely. Yeah. As you're talking, I'm really thinking about, I think a lot of it has to do with identity. Yeah, And I, I yeah. hate to use all of these cliche buzzwords and stuff like that, but it really does have to do with not only how we see ourselves, but where we see ourselves. Yeah, And if we get caught up in the trap of really seeing what I always talk about this, mm-hmm. seeing ourselves as the sum of everything that we've done through, yeah. instead of where we actually are at that moment. Yeah then that's something that usually kind of creates can create that muzzle for folks to not be as transparent. Mm. You know, just that whole mentality of, okay, well, you know, I I was this way, I did this and that. This. But if we see ourselves as a new creation or a new mm. creature, then now we should be able to say that's the old me. Mm-hmm. That's not who I am anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of times we can realize that but we're not banking on everybody else being able to understand that. Yes, that's the thing. That's the that's where the reservation comes in. You know, that's what people get reluctant to share. Um, but like I said, all for the glory of God. I think um, for me personally, uh, I, I don't I don't I don't think that people should just walk around telling you, hey, you know what I got delivered from? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know what I used to do before Christ? Uh-huh. I'm not saying that. But I mean, the Holy Spirit will prompt you, you know, to to share. And a lot of times people feel that unction, but they, you know, they don't mm. they don't obey. Now, of course, God can use someone else to, you know, to help that person along. But he asked you to do it. though. Wow. You know what I mean? Or me to do it. And. Yeah, I just, I don't think that there's like a consequence, like, you know, there's no punishment or anything like that, but we do need to get to the place where we're comfortable. If we're new, what's what's the shame in that? We're new. Everybody has come from somewhere. Everybody's been delivered from something. Mm-hmm. Um, and who am I really like? Yeah, I think. The, I mean, like, get over yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I think what you really said about deliverance, there's a joy that comes when we, definitely get delivered and i'm thinking about the people in the bible when jesus would deliver them or heal them from something most of those people could not even contain what he did there were a few people that he healed and or or saved whatever he he delivered them and he was just like don't tell anybody what i did and they they literally could not even contain it and i wonder (laughs) if a lot of that had to do with the fact that so much of what they went through was already visible. Mm. Like 
you he's dealing with people you that were blind mm-hmm. he's dealing with lepers yeah he's dealing with um people that were lame mm-hmm. okay well so he did deal with the woman that was caught in the act of, adul- of adultery yeah. she was about to get stoned for that yeah and then he the woman at the well she went and told well she said come see a man who's told me everything me i've ever, ever done, done. Yeah. I don't know if she told everybody else everything she had yeah, ever done, done. Right, but she yeah, was excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was excited. Right, exactly. So yeah, where's that excitement be. that that Listen, we should be having? I I look for opportunities to be honest because I was um I mean, when I think about how I was in the world, I was bold and forthcoming about things, speaking up about things that didn't glorify God. So, mm. how much more so now that I'm free and I know the truth? Um, should I should I not share? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it also comes down to to being selfless. Yeah, and not being selfish. Yeah, because when I think about mm. one of the reasons, the main reason I want to share my testimony is because I want people to be saved. But yes. even aside from all of that, I actually don't like to see people make the same mistakes that I made. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so even on a non-spiritual level, it's just like, man, if I can help somebody to do something better than I did it or more efficient than the way I did it or mm. to not make the same bad choice that I made, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to I want to share this. I want to share this experience. I want to share this testimony. I want to share this wisdom with you yeah. because a part of it really, <laughs> you know, I like to always get my money's worth and all of that you really get more value out of your testimony when what you learn from it mm-hmm. can apply to somebody else. Yeah. Like you learn from the perspective of, I won't make the same mistake, but then if you share it with somebody else, it's like, okay, now you don't have to make the same mistake that I made. Yes. Yes. That's true. That I, I think when I think when you, when you said that it made me think about, um, you know, my daughter, you know, and just different experiences um, that I've gone through in life and trying to um, share those experiences with her and be transparent so that in hopes that she would not, you know, make the same type of mistakes. That's what it's kind of like reminding me of when you said that. Um, I saw in the chat that somebody said that you have to use, uh, I guess, Brittany, you said that you have to use wisdom about about sharing your testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I just find that it just seems like um, so many things are, well, they're not really taboo, but people just, everybody comes from something. Everybody has struggled with something and people just, and I'm talking about people that are in the body, um, just don't seem as um, confident Right to share those things, um, maybe you know, and I get judgment and stuff like that. But like I said, I think that when you really look at the end result, and if you're even, and if you're prompted by, and the fact that oh, in the obedience factor, but just even just sharing, just because you know that you want this person to understand that nobody's perfect, you know, that we all need help, that you don't, and the condemnation and aspect of things, just. Just being able to walk this walk um, with confidence in God's grace and knowing that, you know, like, man, this person 
can relate to something that I that I'm going through or something that I um, have experienced or am experiencing now or may even experience you know in the future or whatever. So um, yeah, I don't know. I guess there's different outlooks about it, but me personally, I, I don't I don't I don't have a problem with speaking up about different life experiences because. Man, God brought me from a long way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I I'm I'm geeked up to share it. You know, I want to tell people. <laughs> yeah, I want people to yeah. know. You know what I mean? And the whatever opinions that they form afterwards. I mean, it is is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm free. Yeah. So it sounds like what you're saying is the church overall just needs to be more real. Like maybe folks <laughs> are sharing stuff and maybe things are going forth, but but we will all benefit and and when I say we, I mean just humanity, mm-hmm. like the church, but also the people that God has called us to to reach. Yeah. We would all benefit a little bit more if folks would just keep it real. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, me, especially me. And mm-hmm. I, I think this is, is very personal for me, this topic, because when I was in the world, I mean, they where I come from, they know what, you know what I mean? You can't mm-hmm. just be... <laughs> Real recognize real. Right, and that's right. in the spirit, that's in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um people I'm not gonna say they only receive from people that are like them or have been like them or can personally relate, because I receive from people who haven't like um teachers who who may not have walked the walk that I walk in life. But I do understand how it is comforting to see that there's someone else um that's relatable to me and my experiences who overcame that can 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 actually firsthand identify with what I'm speaking about yeah cuz cuz we see that it's possible like yes. it, it generates hope yes it may, it lets somebody know okay now it's it's see see this is a lot of so this whole thing about judging people right mhm most of the time we think about judging we think about judging down yes like somebody looking down at somebody else Mm -hmm. but judging can work two ways like you can judge up yeah meaning that you can look at somebody how they are today that's true too and not even see not even um really be able to think about where they actually came from Mm -hmm. so this is why the testimony is so important because that's that's where the wow factor comes Mm -hmm. in like okay Wow, I thought that you were I thought you was just born in the church and you just right. you know, you just so on fire for God. I thought that you came out the womb saying <laughs> hallelujah and all of that. <laughs> and folks need to know it what is that old saying they say, uh I don't my glory don't look like my story. How it goes? Yeah, I don't look they what see, I like what I've been through. They see my glory but they don't know my story. They see okay, okay. <laughs> That's a new one on me. That's yeah, a new one on me. Is it okay? I never heard that one before, but mm-hmm. yeah. I man, I just it just seemed like there's a lot of um, I don't want to say hiding, but it's just like it'd be phony, like pretentious, <laughs> like just people pretending. Or I mean, because nobody was born. I mean, well, people may have been born in the church, but mm-hmm. even those who were born in the church, like everybody, mm-hmm. the Bible says that all have yeah. fallen short. All. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying, like I said, you got to walk around telling everybody your whole life story and everything that you've ever done, you know, or whatever. You know, but I mean, 
don't act like you ain't never do nothing either, though. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. come on. Like, you you done did some stuff in your lifetime. Yeah. And, and you shouldn't be ashamed of talking about that if 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 you if you're speaking about a God or the one and only true God who can help with these things for people who are still dealing with them. And um and even in the body, people still have struggles, you know. Um, after accepting the Lord Jesus, it's it's a part of it, it's a progressive walk, you know. Mm-hmm. But everybody is like, you know, oh no, I'm good. Hallelujah. Yeah. How you doing? You know, you yeah, can't even yeah. halfway like talk have a regular mm-hmm. everybody is so spiritual and just so yeah. everybody's so righteous and holy. So like, so is that so is that something that you've <laughs> experienced personally, like yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, you know me, Greg, like okay. pretty well. You know my personality. I'm <laughs> yeah, not like yeah. a click type chick. Right. You know right, what I mean. Right, right. Um, but I do. I did have you know a select few. Um, I'm just. I'm not with. Or I don't. I can't do that. All of that fake stuff. Like mm-hmm, it's just so mm-hmm, fake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I and I'm. I, I'm not saying that every place is like that or I haven't been to every place, mm-hmm. but I have had, I have been to a lot of places um, or churches, I should say, and it was fake. Mm. It was a lot of faking going on. You mean you like I mean? click clicks and fake people? I'm talking about phony. all of it, everything. Yeah. I mean, I know that the, uh, it's like a lot of putting on airs and trying to maintain appearances and, you know, um, a show, just like a show, mm, you know? Mm, mm. Yeah. Man. So that's interesting that, you know, just that whole idea of like showmanship or even just that, like that religious kind of mentality about how to go about things um, yeah. or how to present yourself in front of people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there is a need for more, more, openness there's a need for more conversation i think that's another thing about just church in general is is that i don't know if it really affords the opportunity for that my openness yeah and what i mean by that is this okay if you yeah, th- that's the problem if you think about most churches it's like and i I haven't been, like you say, I ain't been to most right. churches, and I'm yeah. sure there's some wonderful churches out absolutely, there. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's like you go I'm there. I'm not saying that all churches. Let me just clarify, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like a church hater or anything like that, you know. I'm just, you know. Yeah, but it's like you go there on on Sunday. Yeah. Somebody, you might go to Sunday school, and there you'll learn or teach whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Then you go to service. They sing some songs. You praise and worship God. It's a worship service. That's mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be. Then you hear the word. Yeah. Then you go home. Then you might go to Bible study on Wednesday. And you just repeat that cycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if there's really a platform. Maybe if some churches have small groups. Mm-hmm. Or I know at the church I used to go to, we had prayer meeting. Mm-hmm. And at prayer meeting, sometimes people might share a little something. You know, really, when I think back on it, everybody kind of did did the same thing at prayer meeting every week. <laughs> like like the same song. I went to a, a old Baptist church, so um, 
You know what I mean? Like mundane. It's redundant. Yeah, I used to love it though. And people not getting and people not get being set free. Okay, there you go. You know what I'm saying? They Mm -hmm. still bound. They go into church week after week after week, Mm -hmm. sitting the same the same little pews and the same clicks and and I'm not saying everywhere again, but the majority mm-hmm. is not um it's just it's just not what I think the church should be you know um I, I would I would love to see people go to church and actually um be set free and um healed and supported and loved and not looked up and down at or judged and like Man, we not gonna know when people like that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a different type of um, person today. I mean, let me say it this way: people have always been people. Yeah, and people have always been sinful ever since the garden. So I don't know if I really want to say it's a a different type of person because it's really all just sin. But it's like the media onslaught or the onslaught from the devil is stronger than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. You know, you got little babies twerking now. You got, Mm -hmm. you turn on the radio, you can't get through a song without Mm -hmm. some curse words or something like that. You turn on, you know, you got all types of crazy stuff right at your fingertips on your phone and things like that. So it's not so much that it's a different person, but what I'm trying to say is that the environment it's, it's just different. darker. Yeah. It's darker. So yeah. so when we get pe- the people that will hopefully come to Christ, they're going to be coming from that extreme darkness. Exactly. And I always exactly. give the example of how it feels. Maybe maybe it's just me, but if I'm in the dark and then somebody just cuts on the light immediately, mm. it, it, it hurts my yeah, eyes. Yeah, you got to adjust. <laughs> very sensitive eyes. So yeah. I have to get adjusted. Right. And... Sometimes it's that adjustment period mm-hmm. where the church has to show enough grace to say, yeah. okay, this person seemed interested in Christ, yeah. but I got to give them some time to get adjusted. Yes. And depending on how long they've been in darkness, depending on how God chooses to move in their lives, dep- mm-hmm. depending on whatever number of circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. That can affect how long that adjustment takes. Yes. Yeah, I do. I think I think um, within reason, you know, I know that, you know, like um, the elders in the church sometimes have to, um, you know, you may have to pull someone aside or you may have to have a private conference with someone. Not like you're putting a timeline on their progress, but listen, you know, we kind of don't, you know, we'd like for you to cover up a little more, sister, or, you know, whatever it, it may be, whatever the issue may be. And if they're sincere, they're going to respect it and they're going to comply. Mm-hmm. If not, then, you know, then they won't. And, you know, the Lord, they'll eventually, you know, weed themselves out if they aren't, if they are sincere or if it just isn't their, their time, maybe they may find somewhere else or whatever the case may be. But I know one thing, when he wants you, <laughs> when he wants you, he going to get you, you know, mm-hmm. one way or another. Um, but that's just my belief. Yeah. Um, Cause I've, I've seen the Lord, well, he pursued me because I, I, I tried to run a little while. and Well, not run, but, you know, I was like, yeah, I want to kind of like. Like on your time. This. I like this. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but God is so good, man. God is so good. I just, yeah, I really would like to see more, um, 
more support, more love, you know, more grace, more um, transparency um, amongst believers. And like I said, it's not a thing about people just running around telling all their business and stuff like that. But I'm just I'm talking about for the glory of the Lord and for people to really be um, delivered and set free from bondage. Like Mm -hmm. that's what Jesus he said, I came to set the captives free. And there's so many people that go to church week after week after week that sit in them pews and attend them Bible studies and so on and so forth, and they are bound. Mm-hmm. They are bound. Um, and you feel like that pretentiousness, like the religious aspect of it is what's keeping them bound because that's what's preventing the the raw power and testimony of God from going, from going forth. Like just that whole... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of a way to say it. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this question. How do we balance showing grace with accountability? And I think you might have mentioned it a little bit, like you were saying, maybe pull somebody to the side or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm asking because I'm thinking of an example one time. There's the, the last church that I was a member of, I used to pick a brother up and um, give him a ride to church every day. Mm-hmm. And I guess he was... Okay, all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was about to say he was struggling with a weed addiction, mm-hmm. but I I really don't know if he was struggling. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you know. because <laughs> because struggling. I mean, you're trying to stop. It means that you're trying to stop. But then he could have been struggling, and I just ain't know. You know what I'm saying? But but anyway, some days I would pick him up for church, and he would just be high. You yeah. know what I mean? And like you knew you was going to church though. Yeah, but so but then it's like I don't want him to miss church. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like almost I'll take what I can get because yeah. I'd rather him come yeah. in here and maybe hear a word yeah, I that go. might set him free. Yes. Or something yeah. like that. But then it's like in my mind, I'm just questioning, okay, like you say, what's the disconnect as to why he is not being convicted about smoking being convicted about he doesn't appear to be convicted now maybe in his heart yeah. he was convicted maybe maybe I just, and you know what I'm saying I can't judge the outward appearance of man mm-hmm. and I wasn't his pastor so yeah. all I would kind of do is just like have conversations with him to mm-hmm. to plant things in his mind and I would talk to him a lot of times about the fear of God Mm. You know about the fear of God. Yeah, I didn't feel like we, he was getting bad doctrine or anything at the, the church, church we were going yeah. to, but I personally feel like at that moment I felt like what was holding him back was he needed more fear of God. But that could have just been Greg wanting to crack the whip and just do things the way that I want to do it. It's a it's a slippery slope. I think. Um... In that situation, I probably wouldn't, um, I probably would, you know, I'd be like, yeah, what's up with you? You good? Like, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. sure? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what you just hit a day? Mm-hmm. You know, about to go to church, right? You know, or something to try to like, but then at the same time, try to create a comfortable environment for him to talk about it so I could see, because maybe it is just a thing where, you know, they might um, not realize that they should be fearful you know you know the fear of god 
depending on where they are in terms of their maturity level and their walk, I guess obviously if they're still getting hot and it's pretty new. Um, mm-hmm. But you said there was the doctrine that the at the at the church wasn't off, so it's just I think it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't off. It was um, man. How do I want to say it? Like it wasn't soft serve ice cream or nothing like that. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. You know, it was decent. But I don't know. Just just the way I am, I probably would have been a little harder on yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Just it's, I just didn't see that fear. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It's like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Absolutely. So, but then Absolutely. there's a lot of other unique factors. But I was just bringing up that one example just to kind of figure out, like, okay, how do we really figure out the the right way to show grace? Yeah, I think I think you 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 yeah. You gotta you gotta uh, seek the Lord. And, and use the sermon because that can be the, the that could be a person's the depending on how you deal with them that can be that can turn them away or bring them you know cause them to get sober up and get more serious about their walk mm-hmm. so using wisdom in those instances and seeking the lord for discernment about how to i mean the, what the person is dealing with and how to approach that and or if you even should approach it at all mm-hmm. um because um man and then just remembering yourself like how much grace did you need wow you know what i mean like i needed a lot of grace <laughs> i needed a lot of grace yeah um but yeah the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom um i wouldn't have said nothing though mm-hmm. i mean and I, I probably would have you know if obviously if you know we getting ready to go to church and you just got high it's a serious, um, it's a serious addiction, and you you need you need deliverance. They need deliverance. Yeah, would. it's either a serious addiction or or yeah, a lack complete it. lack of reverence. So I feel like you, I feel like you leaning more towards <laughs> the, the complete lack of uh, reverence. Maybe just in this particular situation. May, maybe person, just you know. For, I don't. It's, I you, know you like uh, I try to stay in my well, place. It's but, just go ahead. You know, I I I'm very straightforward. And so I respect that. Like, I'd rather for you just to be like, Steph, look, for real, you need to chill. Like, you out of order. Like, you know, the Bible says this, this, and that. Woo, woo. But some people are like, are you judging me? You know, they, <laughs> they take that because they're not mm. really ready for real anyway. You yeah, know, because yeah, when yeah. you're ready and you're sincere, you will receive that um, that chastisement or that correction or that rebuke or whatever, even if it's not harsh. You know yeah. what I mean? But I, me, I, I'm tough love is still love. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Sister Sharon checked me like so many times, and mm-hmm. I and I and I welcomed it, and I and I was grateful for it, because I rather that than you to you know oh sister you know God is good it's gonna be okay mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you're gonna get over it but how mm-hmm. when like you gotta hate that that's sin yeah. you can't keep playing with that you know and and sometimes I think it's not enough of that like listen you gotta chill. Or right, whatever right. needs to be said, just coming right out and saying it, and either the person the person is either going to respect it or they won't. But either way, the truth is still the truth. Now the delivery, you know, that's what I prefer. Person. Though I'm the same way. I'm just like, just tell me. Yeah, don't sugarcoat it for yeah, what. So I can you get know? get myself together. Yes, I'm trying because to go I want to be exactly, exactly. <laughs> like I don't even know how long I have. Like mm-hmm. I understand that this is this is a sensitive 
you know, situation, like when people have addictions and stuff like that, I'm not, I, I, I had, a, I struggled with addiction for a long time. So I'm not downplaying the, how strong it is, but the power of God is stronger. And the sooner we submit and the sooner you um, hate hurting God or sinning against God, yeah, the, the sooner you can experience liberty and Man. Yeah. I always go to the scriptures, Jude 1 and 23. Mm-hmm. It says, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hate, hating even the garment spotted with flesh. I think I want 22 mm-hmm. into 23 because it's talking about a difference in how we reach people. So it says, oh, yeah, yeah. Jude okay, chapter, good. well, I think it's only one chapter in. Ah, oh, crud. I hit the wrong button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on real quick. It is so funny when you be like, oh, crud. Yeah, yeah, I got them <laughs> saved words. <laughs> yeah, so Jude 1 and 21, it says, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Mm. And of some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling mm-hmm. them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Mm. So basically he's saying like with some people you're going to need a little more finesse yes, and with other people you're going to need a little more force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that old stick of the, 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 uh, was it the carrot and the stick, right? You can get the donkey to move one or two ways. Oh, oh, you can yeah, dangle yeah, yeah. a carrot in front of his face, which mm-hmm. is an incentive to move the forward. nice way. Or you, you can take the stick and just be like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to go. Um, yeah. so I think the church needs to do a, the body of Christ needs to do a good job in being able to discern how to reach people on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think when you, I mean, just when you're personal, that's mm-hmm. why I said, um, about the testimony thing, you know, I, like I said, I'm not trying to say that everybody should just be, you know, going around talking all their business or sharing every little thing they ever did in their lives. But, um, to know, that you wow this person is really you know they 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 don't have any shame about this mm-hmm. issue because when people new coming in they do still yeah. have that that shame and that guilt and a lot of times it's you know we know why you know but anyway um, just knowing that man this person is really personable they're really relatable they they shared a personal life experience with me um, and just having in that um, that rapport with people you may not even ever see them again, you know, but just that, that could be a seed planted. You know, I believe that there's a big difference in those type of people that mm-hmm. we encounter and, I, and along our way in this walk versus people that's like, Oh yeah. Um, you got to cover your head and your head's not covered. So you can't attend service today mm. type of situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, sometimes you, with the guy, at least he's coming, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He high, mm-hmm. but he can still hear. And maybe just maybe one day, you know. Yeah, that's what I was banking on. Like maybe one day it's just gonna kick in. Maybe you know one what day, I mean? it's you just know, gonna, gonna be in gonna God's timing. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and maybe gonna one really day he gonna really, you know. But he he would be there faithfully every Sunday. You know, I think he really liked. He, I think he really enjoyed. I think he really enjoyed service because he's mm. a really sociable guy. Mm-hmm. He liked to dance, so and we had a very, oh, wow. very vibrant mm-hmm. praise, praise and, and worship, worship team. Mm-hmm. So he can go there and he could dance and 
all sorts of stuff and just be in his zone and all of hey, that. Yeah, you know, so. that is though. Your man was partying. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a party. <laughs> but you wow. know, I mean, he knew he was learning. He was learning stuff though. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I don't think it. I'm not trying to say he was just completely just there just to be there but i do believe he was taking something from it it just yeah. might not have been in the at the speed that maybe greg wanted it to yeah. be in. and you never know where that guy is today like he might remember no i'm facebook friends with him i know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> last time i okay, seen him okay, one day I'm he was on, on camera smoking but conceptually go ahead like i, get I like what, what you're saying i like what you said about um people and like I feel like a lot of times like the people from that are the, the times are darker mm-hmm. right and people are coming from a different level of darkness than before because the enemy has turned it up so we need to turn up too mm-hmm. you know what I mean or we need to be more receptive of those who are coming you know they tatted it up you know they they it's, it's it's some people that been through some things out here, and they and they they need the Lord just as much as, you know, the prison ministries, um, like these type of things. I really, I always those are the, I don't want to say those are my people, right, but right, right. like that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like that's my group, the downtrodden, the forgotten. You know, the stepped over, the stepped on. Yeah, and maybe not even so much the downtrodden, but I mean just the people from that particular walk of life, mm-hmm. street life. Um, you know, I just always feel like, man, like if I could come from that to where I am now, man. Wow. So I need, I, <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like it sounds like what you're saying is that I'm trying not to say these people, but like the downtrodden, as you say, like they they have been underserved. Do mm. you feel like God is doing anything? now to reach these people absolutely okay absolutely yeah i'm sorry oh i get you know no nah, go ahead get excited emotional. but i'm telling y'all man god is so good i um i, I don't, I don't want to say i'm not supposed to be here because obviously i am you know what i mean mm-hmm. but man I ain't supposed to be here you know? right right, right, right. <laughs> but but the grace of god is sufficient um but yeah, I, I am saying that I do feel like there's they're underserved a little, um, maybe a little overlooked or just judged, mm-hmm. um, and and because of that, you know. But that scripture, that scripture about, and I don't want to, I don't want to mash it up, but basically, I don't even know what book it's in, but it's in the Bible. <laughs> okay, yeah, drop it on me. Yeah, you know I'm not one of those you, that can drop you, addresses, you. but <laughs> so basically, he was saying he they were talking. It was talking about God not being a respective person. Okay, and the, the person that comes in dressed all elegantly and mm-hmm. you know nice, and he has on expensive clothing. You guys give him the front. You you usher him to the front, you know, and um, give him the good seat and right, all of that type right, of stuff. Right. And um, the person that the lowly person that comes in, you know, they kind of get like you know. Yeah, you could just go ahead and help yourself going over there right, or something right, like right. that, you know. But we should not be we should not be respectors of person, you know. So Yeah, we were we learned about that on Thursday. I think it's in James. Exactly what you said. Scripture. Yeah, like um 
You know, I'd be reading the King James and say, if a guy comes in with the gay clothing, that means the, the nice That's clothes. That's what it says, gay yeah, clothing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not about to play them shoes. <laughs> right, yeah, let me stay focused. <laughs> but yeah, if somebody come in with the gay clothing and it's like, okay, now you're going to put them in a high chair yeah, and all of that because yeah. we're we're judging the thoughts of men, the hearts of men and things like that. Yeah, you cannot, you cannot, mm-hmm. you cannot judge the hearts of men. You don't know what that person is, man. You just never know, man. Yeah. So I, I do also agree that God is doing some things lately. I see a lot more street preaching these days. And maybe it's just because we have the Internet and you we see more of everything now. But mm-hmm. I see a lot more street preaching. I see a lot more people going into some of the inner cities and things like this. Yeah. You know, and the wild thing, though, is and maybe this go to your overall point about how the church has to get it together like in in the hood it'd be like a church on every corner yes like a church and a liquor store how coincidental <laughs> is that yeah so it's like man the the infrastructure is there but is the actual substance is the actual word going forth you know is the actual deliverance going forth that's what we what what we really mm-hmm. need to really think about and for whatever reason, it's like this generation is less churched than the generation prior. Yeah, praise God for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's arguably Seriously, a good or bad yeah. thing. You know, I guess what I'm saying is like they're less religious. Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Churched. Like you said, like the whole. Yeah. Right. I guess what I'm trying to say is. This generation has less people that believe in God than the prior generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even I though agree. those prior generations typically associated belief in God directly with church, you know. Yes, and that's so, and that's yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. I did too. Um and I think like my parents definitely felt like, okay, well, just go. You're going to be there. You know, you don't have a choice, but I'm there doing what? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I do understand the importance of making sure that they're in the house. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I don't know. How effective is that really? Maybe, I don't know. I don't want to speak about that because it could be, it could be tricky. I mean. You want them to be mm-hmm. present. You want them to hear it. The, the word says that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So even if you're there against your will or you're not really interested, mm-hmm. you're you're bound to learn something. You know what I mean? Right. At some point. Now, it still has to be a hard thing, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, too? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I do believe that those seeds planted will help. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall... It could be a person that never went to church one day in their life. They never heard a, a scripture quoted ever in life. And they just, they are, their hearts are sincere. I think it's important that the parents live it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I good. think that's really the disconnect. Like, mm-hmm. like a child is going to be a child. So mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, unless you got some biblical mm-hmm. prodigy on your hands, like <laughs> they're, they're probably just going to be bored or they just want to hang yeah. out with their friends or whatever. Yeah. But the real key, in my opinion, is if your child actually sees the parents living out the word of God. Yeah. You know, I, my my mom would bring me to church and, um, you know, my parents didn't really 
they didn't live it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't they didn't live it out. <laughs> Yeah, because we like <laughs> at we all. Legit, just had a party last night, mom. Like y'all was lit. Yeah, yeah. Was, why, why we? No, I just like. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> no, but yeah. But that's a lot of the older generation, and really some of this generation too. That's their mentality. Is like they li- they just live life. They go to church mm-hmm. to just get some religion, and then they just believe that Jesus just did everything, and they don't have any responsibility. Mm. So I mean, Jesus did. He did say it's finished, but at the same time, the word says, without holiness, no man shall see God. So we have to strive to live a holy life. You know what I mean? But what I saw growing up was church was just a place that you just went to. And it didn't really require any type of living, like, you know, Mm -hmm. any any standard of godly living. So I didn't take it seriously. It wasn't much different than school. Yeah. For me, you know, um, except for you had assignments in school. And sometimes in church <laughs> you had assignments, like uh-huh. the little Bible study assignments that they used to give us. It wasn't as, you know, it wasn't just like school. But I mean, mm. like, if I had to compare it with something as a child, it was like, yeah, I got to go here. I got to listen. I got to sit here. Yeah. I wasn't happy about that. It was like Until an extracurricular activity. You know, school. Yeah, except for recess and gym. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those was the fun parts, you know. Yeah, it was just it was just like a one component of your life. Mm-hmm. Like I go to school, maybe I take I took karate, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I went to church. Yes. It was just something I did. Yeah. But it wasn't actually the centerpiece of my life like mm-hmm. Christ should be. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be confusing to a child. Yeah. So by the time I got to be like 13 or so, it was just like, I don't want to go here anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and my mom didn't fight me on it because she didn't have mm-hmm. the, she didn't have the testimony of God. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't, she, well, not one that I've ever wow. seen. I don't know. I, I don't know for sure, but from what her fruit, mm-hmm. she didn't have the testimony of it. Yeah. My dad didn't go. You know what I mean? Like. The street I oh, grew you didn't up. Didn't go on. at all. Nah. Well, so okay, when I went to church, my dad didn't go at all. But or and all of the men on the street didn't go to church. So oh, on the whole block. On the whole block. They probably when so, y'all was gone. <laughs> <laughs> they was having it up while <laughs> y'all was at church. So <laughs> let me see. There was like of all of the families on the on the street. That's really interesting. I'm all a, the fathers okay. stay home. Yeah, all of the, all of the, well, there was one man that did go to church with his wife, Mr. Whitlock, and Mrs. Whitlock. They they went to church as a couple. Mm-hmm. But your dad and them probably was like, look at him. My dad, <laughs> my dad didn't go. Mr. Richard didn't go. Mr. Green didn't go. Wow. The Proctors, I don't think they, I don't think either of them went. Now that I think about it. Not that I knew of, at least. And the stars, neither of them went. Um, the Kearneys, I'm not sure. But anyway, it was like what I primarily saw was women and children go to church, men stay home. Wow. Now, wow. interestingly enough, so my dad had a stroke when I was in like sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So he had to, he after he had the stroke, he couldn't walk or talk really 
So he had to relearn everything. Mm-hmm. Like he basically had to learn how to walk again. And he, he got back to being pretty functional. Uh, he he was never back 100%. Mm. Like he never had all the strength back in his left left hand. He could do whatever he wanted, but he just never had that strength back. And mentally, he didn't quite get, he got to like 95%. Mm. But then he got on disability and he was in the house a lot. And I saw his his mental begin to erode. Yeah. But all of that to say, when I was in maybe like high school, possibly college, I can't remember, probably like high, late high school, I noticed that he started getting into the Bible. Mm. Like he started reading the Bible. Somebody was, it might've been my uncle was coming over and reading the Bible with him and things like that. Oh, wow. And he ended up getting baptized. Actually. Yeah. I think he was like 40 something years old. Mm -hmm. He got baptized. um, But to be honest with you, like he, he was still him, Mm -hmm. you know, like he's still smoking his cigarettes. Uh, He was still cussing and all of that. So, you know, I don't know where where he lies with the Lord. Prayerfully, he made it in. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, I said all of that to say I never saw it in my house. Mm-hmm. Like I never saw the test. See, the testimony yeah. is what we say, but it's also how what we, we live because mm-hmm. actions speak louder than words. Right. So I never really saw Christ, a Christ like life modeled in my home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me either. Even though there was regular church attendance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, me either. Um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> man. So we can get to what a few comments, about? sister. Yeah, let's see. Somebody what earlier saying? Somebody earlier said your hair was popping. Oh! <laughs> I think Moni E said that. <laughs> Thank you, Moni E. <laughs> yeah, glory to God. Let's see. I'm going to take her off in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, glory to God. Say we have lots of enemies in the spiritual realm. I think that was when I got on. I was trying to stall until you got here. Mm. Okay, Sister Brittany says, I feel a lot of churches are afraid to talk about spiritual warfare or they are too secular and intellectual. Man, mm. that's yeah. the thing now. If you want to be the popular church, you you got to be very intellectual. You got to be like... I'll, I'll leave. I promise you I'll get up and leave. <laughs> like so fast. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm good. Mm-mm. It's, 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 there has to be, the spirit of God has to be there. Yeah. Yes. Because there's extremes Absolutely. to everything. So you can have like to be. the extreme to be. of intellectualism where everything is just all knowledge mm-hmm. and no spirit yes but then you can have spiritism or too um, much of that or um what's it called charismatic charismatic churches yeah can really sort of um Mm. be the other end of the spectrum yeah so i believe in all of the thing is uh the devil and yeah i i yeah i was came from that charismatic type church Pentecostal type situation and let me slap or dump oil on you (laughs) yeah and the thing about it is a lot of that is biblical but it's like we don't want it to be yes 
perverted by men. Yes. You know, that's that's and a lot of you know, the wild thing is the Bible talks about the elementary doctrines and a lot of the elementary doctrines are things that we're stuck on. You know what I mean? Like as a body of Christ uh, or I say as a church, um, the things in the elementary doctrines, it's in Hebrews. I don't like the fact that you type faster and more accurately <laughs> than me. I be want to go like that. <laughs> it's just a gift system. <laughs> but Hebrews chapter 1 talks about, uh, therefore, leaving the principles. Now, he's talking about getting off milk and getting onto meat. Yeah. The call to maturity, this, this header says. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Hmm. So that's the first thing. Like, yeah, not, we, not we can barely get people to repent. Mm -hmm. Like there's a debate about if if we're even supposed to repent or not. But anyway, what? repentance from dead works of faith toward God of the doctrine of baptisms. Mm -hmm. of the laying on of hands. So laying on of hands is biblical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of the resurrection of the dead mm -hmm. and of eternal judgment. These are, these are supposed to be elementary things, but the church is divided on like half of these topics. That the first one, I don't see how, I mean, that just repentance from dead works. That's, yeah. But I mean, like, that's what you and I saw in our household. We yeah, we grew up people that went to church, but there was no repentance. Yeah. No, like no desire to repent. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And the only way somebody can do that is if they either are being fed false messages, like ear tickling messages or false doctrine, mm -hmm. or they just personally just don't have don't a desire to, to yeah. do it. Cause see, see, this is what we gotta really understand. It could be that there's really, there really is nothing new under the sun, right? Because, and our parents, you, you, our parents, about the same age. Your mother, and my mother, around the same age. Mm -hmm. So back then, they had, <laughs> I'm gonna use this word, pressure to go to church. Yes, because yeah, it agree. was what people did. Did yeah. So it wasn't about actually. Yeah, so some people were going there and, and getting a relationship with the Lord, mm -hmm. but then other people were going because this is what I'm supposed to do because I'm a, I want to be an upstanding citizen and I don't want to be viewed as a heathen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let me step up in here and, <laughs> you know, they don't need to worry about what I'm doing Monday through Saturday. Yeah, or in a couple hours. Yeah. Or in the car when we leave. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, my my mother was sparking a cigarette as soon as we left the church. Yeah, yeah. Like, yep. you know, yeah. And so it's like, thinking about that now, maybe in our generation, it's not so much that the numbers are that much different because the way has always been narrow, but maybe it's just now our generation is not pressured to go to church like the generations before. Yeah. But I kind of, I kind of feel like that's, that's not a bad thing mm -hmm. because then the call to repentance is more genuine. Yeah. I mean, not that it wasn't genuine before, but I mean, like you just 
going, just to be going, as opposed to someone seeking the Lord and um, answering the call to repentance and desiring salvation. Because if you've just been taught to go to church every day, all your life, not every day, but every week, all your life or whatever, it kind of takes away from, like it becomes a routine, like you said, like any other thing that we do in life. Mm -hmm. But when you are called to it or you have an experience where you uh, realize that you need it, you desire it, it's genuine. And it's not just something that you've been doing or, you know. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's I get what you're saying. It's like it's like I don't wanna say you're filtering, but it's like when you when you become serious, you know you're serious. Yeah. Yeah. So Brittany makes this point. She says, I think God wants us to confess our sins one to another so that we can be forgiven. Absolutely. That that's 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 biblical and I think that scripture even says so that you may be healed. Hmm. It's a worldly expression that says confession is good for the soul. So yeah, but but it's actually it's actually True. biblical. You know what I mean? Confession really is a really is a part of our healing, hmm. and maybe it's that sharing a testimony both ways that that can get people healed. Like hearing it, but mm -hmm. also sharing it mm -hmm. sometimes, or at least like this scripture says confess your sins one to another mm -hmm. like that confession sometimes might be that might be what's needed Ashaki says it's important to be led by Holy Spirit when sharing everything is sometimes not for everyone yet yeah I, I understand that yeah I think you you touched on that as well mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely Marsha says some people were brought up to guard secrets. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. Moni says, I think people should be cautious with sharing, though, because not all Christians are mature enough not to gossip about other people's past. Yeah, I don't even cases. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> at the, you, I'm kinda at the place where, like you said, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah, I know that. Did you? Do you know yeah. that? You know what I mean? It's so, like, so it's like, out of here. man, I'm not gonna pretend. So if you literally went through like, like my whole life and everything I ever did, then yeah, I would be a little bit embarrassed. But just to be able to tell the overall, the overall testimony, mm -hmm. to me, that's really not a big deal. Even when I hear yeah. other people's testimonies, it's not a big deal. Because mm -hmm. it's just like you you were just you're human, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I, I understand the goodness of God, yeah, and I understand the depravity of the flesh, yes, yeah, without him, anybody's liable to do anything Exa right, exactly, so you shouldn't be too shocked about nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> I mean, not too much should you know. Yeah, it's it's very rare I hear something that that'll shock. I might now somebody testimony, somebody Sometimes testimony. You get on my with that too. I be wanting you to be like for real, and you be like, <laughs> oh yes, yes. Well, you know, that's how yeah, it is. I'll be like, <laughs> I just resolve. I don't know. I just resolve stuff in my mind about this life experience. I'm like, oh my goodness! Da, da, da. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, so you know. 
Yeah. I ain't even surprised. You know, that's how it be. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. I really feel that way, though. No, nah, like, I know. Yeah. I, it's, I know. You it's, do. I know. It's like, man, somebody say something. Now, sometimes the, the somebody's testimony might be shocking or like um, uh, awe-inspiring, like maybe the way that Jesus called them called or something them, like yeah. that. Yeah. Or if they had a, a supernatural experience, experience. something mm-hmm. like that. But as far as yes. the things of what people did in their past, I'm like, man, people do all manner of evil. Yeah. <laughs> all nah, manner of evil. Not for real. And it's like when you've been made new, you don't even care for real, for real. That's what I'm saying. Like, man, you know what I've been through? Like, you know you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Listen, yeah. I don't care nothing about what Jesus said that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. I'm yeah. a new creature. I'm a new creation in Christ. So, yeah, all that, I don't care. Yeah, I think when we when we actually see the glory of God on a person— that's what really shines through more than anything else. Mm. Like, wow, you know, like for example, um, like maybe I, I think we had to hang out, and uh, a sister was saying how she used to party, like she would party all the time and high as a kite and all that. And and but when you see her today, it mm-hmm. it has it's irrelevant. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like she's a new creature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. If yeah. we view people that way. And she she has, yes, yes. I know exactly what you mean, yeah. Why can I not remember her name? Don't tell me. I know she's fair-skinned. Like, oh, Sister Ree, Sarita. Sarita, yeah, Sarita, yeah. yes, yes. The the electronica type, she said she was into the, yeah, like the wave type the, scene and stuff like that. The I techno, have, I I think. wouldn't have thought that. I was I was surprised, yeah. not surprised, but I'm like, oh wow, that's that's interesting. Well, yeah, she said she party in like Berlin and stuff like that. Yeah, overseas. yeah, yeah. yeah. See, like that part, I'm like, yo, wow, you know. Mm-hmm. But and to hear how the Lord, like you said, how the Lord people, how the Lord called people out of darkness, um, the way He did it, and, and man, yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, I, I'm. I like to hear people's. I like when people share their stories. Yeah, and I don't think nothing of that stuff. You know what I mean? It's just I'm just like, hey, you just out party me. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Berlin. I was in Vegas, Southeast. Uh. <laughs> I'm in Southeast DC, <laughs> and in a house party. You in Berlin? You know, mm. but God is good. Yep. Man, absolutely. Sister Laura says I've been thinking about that opening up. Or sharing things could bring criticism, but sharing and opening up is for you. Despite the opinions of the people, it lifts burdens and makes peace with your past. Mm. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oops. Uh, I lost my place. That's true. It makes me think about forgiveness. Forgiveness is for you. Like, it's for you. You need that to, you need to forgive in order to move on, to move, to heal, to start the healing process um, so that you can progress with your walk or, you know, whatever it is. Um, Because even it it works the same way whether you're in Christ or not. Forgiveness, that is. Yeah. And really, if somebody is still in that mindset where it matters that much to them, really – it's like we have to be under, we have to be humble enough to just know that they haven't 
gotten the point yet. Mm-hmm. They haven't even really learned what life yeah. is about if they're still caught up in the superficial things. Yeah. So yeah. that's just that's just a prayer point, really. It's like they'll they'll project it as if <laughs> they're higher than you or something like that, but in actuality, it's like, oh, man. man, you haven't even scratched the like surface you, of yeah. of what this whole experience is about. We're all trying to be connected back to our father mm. or the father Mm-mm-mm. yeah that yeah that part <laughs> sister marcia says i do believe god sends certain people that match your testimony to bring them out mm. <laughs> Laura says, some people are too scared to allow their flaws to be seen. There's too much of acting righteous and holy. Loved how you put that, sister. Yes, facts. Man, there's a lot of good conversation in here. I never like be. I never pay attention to the time. I'm always like, it's really, oh, it's past nine o'clock? Yeah. Like, because you're just talking, you know, we're just talking. Absolutely. Man, this is. What's Calvary Chapel? Uh, I know, you heard it up? No, I haven't. Let me go back up. Me either. Um, says, do you all know about Calvary Chapel churches? They preach from the word, but there's no practice of the spiritual gifts church discipline and accountability thoughts leave yeah i mean you know you gotta have so let me say this you use the expression they preach from the word what i always say is this it's not about what someone says as far as a preacher is concerned it's about what they won't say like I'm I'm paying attention to mm. what somebody won't say. A lot of these big name pastors yeah. they get on these talk shows and mm-hmm. it's all good until certain questions come up. Yeah. And then once those questions come up, they turn into Sammy Davis Jr. Mm-hmm. They just start mm-hmm. tap dancing everywhere yeah. around the question. Yeah. So you have to say, Well, why is it that they are doing that? It's because there's certain things that they won't say. So mm-hmm. People can preach from the word. This Bible is huge. This Bible is 66 books. I forget how many chapters, but, you know, I can go through every Sunday and I can have a, a feel good message every Sunday. Absolutely. Um. So I don't think any church should not talk about spiritual gifts, church discipline or accountability because all of those things in the Bible you know, spiritual gifts is in Corinthians. Yeah. Church discipline. I think Peter talks a lot about that. Uh, obviously, Paul talks about that throughout all the epistles. Yeah. And accountability is just a principle. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the spirit behind that is, but I haven't seen that church, so I can't speak on it too much. But from what you explained there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things need to be done in decency and in order. That's the scripture I was looking for. Proverbs 9 and 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Yeah. Expressions of faith with Judah says, 
he could have been convicted but addicted. Talking about the guy I was talking about. He could have been crying out to God for deliverance. I went to church for months high on crack cocaine before God delivered me. I couldn't stop on my own. Mm-hmm. Well, praise the Lord for deliverance. Yeah, me too. Praise the Lord for deliverance. I used to smoke uh, before church in the, in the break, before afternoon service, mm-hmm. on the way home from church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I went there for about two years, and it was going on the whole time. But, <laughs> but like I said, maybe that's just grace timing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't know. I just, it's just like pray a, for you me. You could tell when somebody. Well, I ain't gonna say you could tell. I shouldn't say that. But I'll say this: it. I always got the impression that there was no yes urgency. There was no yes struggle. You know, like, mm-hmm. like, like, do you really have a real desire to stop? Yeah, but he's he's this guy was very humorous. Like, I think he used humor to cope with things. So he could have been really struggling internally, but maybe the way he coped was just that way. I don't know. I can't, I can't psychoanalyze the guy, even though I have. <laughs> but see, Judith, you say you had conviction. Mm-hmm. And conviction is is a good thing when you you know when you feel convicted you that prompts you. Yeah, and the conviction a lot of times comes from the preaching. You know, um, there's certain things that I got uh, delivered from, or or I chose to stop doing because of the preaching, because mm-hmm. it felt like God was talking right to me in that particular moment. Mm. So it's just like okay, I can't hide it no more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like denial is a strong thing. It's it's a, it's a very strong. I made some horrible decisions fueled by denial. But when God puts something right in front of your face, you can't really say anything after that. Hmm. But praise God for deliverance either way. Yeah, you know He has a plan for our lives. Absolutely. Moni E says, I feel like people sometimes don't want to hear from people who haven't been through what they have been through. So it is a little harder to witness these days. I think I understand what she's saying. I don't know. Because I'd be like, listen, I can, I'm not saying that I understand what you, you know, I just say that. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I, I can identify with you, what you're going through personally. But I always put it back to Jesus. Yeah, you know what I mean. But 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 whatever it is, even mm-hmm. though I haven't lived it, Jesus knows about it, and he can. His power is greater. Yeah, I kind I kind of do the same thing too. Like just point it back to Jesus, yeah. and I even share what I can share that might be somewhat helpful. Yeah, yeah. Because like it's even different. Yeah. Well, maybe it's the same for a woman, but say like if I'm talking to a thug or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I wasn't thugging, right, so right. I can't yeah. <laughs> like, like I can't relate to what you your lifestyle. But I think what Moni is saying is they will look at me and judge me and say he doesn't have anything that he can offer me because mm-hmm. he hasn't walked in my because shoes. He yeah, yeah, and I understand what you're saying. And so in that situation, it's like, well, maybe you're right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, but that doesn't but the, mean that you don't have anything to offer. Right, I can still share yeah, my testimony and yeah. my story. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. that's, that's, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go. That's, that's another thing that about, you know, like we said about seeking the Lord and being led by the Lord. Um, because we can't see the hearts of men and we know, you know, well, the Lord knows who to, um, send us to and when, or when we should speak up. That's that obedience factor is everything. Um, I mean, it's, of course, it's a good thing to tell everybody about the goodness of Christ. But when the heart is right for, for and receptive, only the Lord will know that. Yeah. So that's why it's imperative that we that we are obedient to those promptings and those unctions to just, I mean, you just never know. It could just be planting a seed. You know, somebody else will come along and water it and God will give the increase. We just got to do it anyway. Period. It's like... One time, so uh, brother Philip Blair came up here one time, mm-hmm. Torture Christ Ministries, um, white guy. I remember him, yeah. Yeah, and so I bring that up to say, so we were evangelizing, and <laughs> we went to. Oh my gosh, Greg, where you taking? We him? so we were on, you know, you know, Bennett Road, like right before, oh my you know, right before Bennett Road <laughs> turns to Eighth Street, Road? like right at the corner of Heck and Jamal. Yes. It's a lot of people that just hang out on that corner, like right before it turns to Florida Avenue and Eighth Street. So we went over there and we were just like evangelizing to the people. Mm-hmm. And I know from their perspective, they probably was just like, "What this white dude doing over here?" Mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. But one one of the guys actually, um, we were able to connect with him. Mm-hmm. A couple of the guys ain't ain't had nothing yeah. to do with it or nothing like that. Right. But it ain't always about. It's not never about. that is it's about you got to understand, like God sent the whole earthquake just to deliver some of the apostles. Yeah, there were other people that were probably in that prison, but yeah. he had to send a whole earthquake just to deliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was either. No, nah, it was like Paul or one of them. But anyway, so sometimes it's about that one that God wants to get in that particular moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Heaven rejoices over one. Absolutely. Yeah, one. heaven rejoices. Man. So listen, family, this was a good conversation. I'm just grateful that you brought it up, sister, because I feel like it was definitely needed. And, you know, I know it was it was something that you were thinking about because I, I hit you. I was like, sis, what you want to talk about on Solid Talk? And you had a topic like right away. <laughs> so I praise God for that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a necessity. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so important just to, just to really figure out how to, how to connect with people today. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the body of Christ is always going to be the body of Christ. Um, God is unchanging, mm-hmm. but I believe that God strategizes. Yeah. Just like Paul said to the Jew, I became as a Jew to the unbeliever. Mm. I became as an unbeliever yeah. to the Greek. I became, you know, there, there's, there's being wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that, we're we're in a space where some of the old regime mm-hmm. doesn't work with the new people. Yeah. 
And it doesn't mean that we compromise the word of God. Never. But what it means is that we have to think more about, okay, how do I reach this generation? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This generation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you got any any closing thoughts before we uh, sign off? (laughs) Now, just, just, you know, obedience is greater than sacrifice. So you may be, it may, you know, come at the expense of a, something that you may not have chosen to expose about yourself or whatever the case may be, but in all things, God be glorified, you know? So y'all share those testimonies with the lost and even the body. Yeah, it can help strengthen someone because people's te- testimonies have helped strengthen me. Yeah, people's transparency. So I try to, I try to share Amen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to open up. I'm going to close out with the same scripture we opened up with. Uh, Revelation 12 and 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. So how do we overcome? That's how we overcome. We have to have the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony and love not our lives even unto unto death. So. You know, I praise God for that. I praise God for this discussion. Amen. Uh, forgive me for not getting every comment, but, you know, I'm sure that you that everybody else was able to chat with one another. So listen, family, that's all we have mm-hmm. in this week's solid talk. We pray that you've been edified. You all take care and be blessed. This is solid talk. Speaking out loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid, I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Culture living godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Just walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a the Shelby say we trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I glory, we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of 
of the pages The blood of Jesus covers all my sin and it erases I pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases Speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity Social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity PC culture on a mission and they try to cancel me But I know Jesus gonna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slambery So I need him every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven The born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in